Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today, we are going to be talking about when men don't want to have sex with their wives for reasons aside from the uh, ones that I usually talk about, which are low testosterone, depression, um, being raised to think sex is bad, uh, sexual abuse history, um, or just not being attracted to the woman. There's yet another one, and it was in the headline, but I'll, I'll get to that after I tell you to subscribe because the next one coming up is about binging, whether that's on food or alcohol or any substance and how people use this as a coping mechanism and how you can stop. Um, and also how you can even recognize that you're doing it because so many people don't even want to acknowledge what they're doing. So um, anyway, uh, that should be a good subscriber episode. So um, subscribe. There's also like, I don't know, 60 or 70 others now. So going back to this idea that men are people, okay, so sit down because your husband is a person (laughs) too. And uh, people have a link between their emotions and their sex drive as women. It's so funny because like women say this like constantly. This is like a constant female refrain is I can't have sex with you unless I feel close. Well, guess what? Men too are people and they have higher levels of testosterone overall. And so they can still usually when they're younger, especially have sex with a woman that they're not getting along with or that they feel hates them or that they hate. <laughs> they, they can have sex with a woman under most circumstances, particularly a new one. But then if you get to the vicissitudes of monogamy, which hit women very hard, but men are certainly not immune from uh, the, the fall off of of sexual drive due to monogamy I mean in fact like it used to before like I don't know five ten maximum ten years ago it used to be thought that men were the ones who were um, most responsive to the uh, bad effects of monogamy and that's why men cheated you know is because they wanted new women and only in recent recent years has it been shown that uh, women are even more um, you know sensitive to the effects of monogamy such that their sex drive goes completely away within monogamy frequently and that's when responsive desire is the only form of desire that they have um not versus spontaneous and you could refer back of course to my um responsive desire podcast but um Usually, it used to be thought that men get tired of the same old woman. Well, yeah, sure, men are people. And they don't get as tired because, remember, they still have well, a lot more testosterone. So they still do want to have sex, but certainly not at the clip that they did in the early years of the relationship. And if they say they do, they're delusional or they're self-deluding themselves that they are not aging and that, you know, they're in the best shape of their lives. And that's why they still want to fuck their wife three times a day. But if you actually ask them, 
them to fuck their wife three times a day for more than a couple days in a row, <laughs> you would see them get bored too. So, um, and if, you know, I don't even, if there's one man out there that's like, oh no, I fuck my wife three times a day. We've been doing it for 30 years. Congratulations. That's awesome. But for the majority of human beings, there is a habituation effect and there is a lot of effect of not being novel. So this is all to say that men are not as dissimilar from women as, um, as all that, you know, I mean, don't we share like 88% of our DNA with a banana or something? So obviously men and women are more similar than different. And while men still do want to fuck, you know, their wives usually, it's not with the same excitement and verve that it was in the honeymoon stage. And it's also, here's the key, responsive to their emotions. And uh, this should not be a big shocking fact, but it, it has to be explained because a lot of women think this is what I'm here to clear up for the women who think this that if the man's attracted to you he's going to want to have sex all the time and um, and if not, then maybe he's got some kind of problem. And that's even the ones who are way thinking outside the box. That's like my loyal readers because most women just think the first one. If he doesn't want to have sex with me, he's not attracted to me, full stop. Then the ones that have some more uh, education on the matter are like, or, or, you know, maybe he has low T or maybe he's depressed or maybe his family did not talk about sex very openly or, you know, whatever the fuck, right? But there's like another possibility one that I see frequently, which is that the man is unhappy. And if he's really, he doesn't have to be unhappy enough to be clinically depressed, although there is somewhat of an overlap, of course, if somebody's marriage is going poorly, they're more likely to be depressed and vice versa. But, um, but he could just be unhappy. And here are the reasons that I see that men are unhappy. I mean, I said this in my uh, Reasons That Men Get Divorced podcast, a lot of these. But here are the main ones that I see for why men are so unhappy within marriage that they want do not want to have sex with a woman that they, especially when she is like asleep, still find physically attractive. I say when she's asleep because then she's not talking and she's not looking at him with contempt and she's not making some sort of comment or she's not telling him that he ruined her life or whatever. So here, here's the one. So the first one is the one I just said, contempt. It's very hard to get hard for a woman who is contemptuous, right? And it, it, that makes sense, but a lot of women really, really um, minimize the impact of uh, a cutting remark, it cuts the erection right off. <laughs> and it's so ironic, right? Because I say this all the time that women will criticize the fuck out of the guy like the whole day. And then I'll be like, oh, did you ask him if he could do something different in bed? And they're like, oh no, I don't want to hurt his feelings. <laughs> it's, it, they'll be like, I'm my husband. He hasn't brushed his teeth since 2002. I criticize him about everything from what he wears to how he parents to what he eats to what he likes to watch on television. But I really don't want to say anything about about his basic hygiene because it'll hurt his feelings. It's like, I do not know why that's in its own category for women, but it has to stop. It's crazy. If there's one thing you should be given feedback on, it's the shit that's directly relevant to sex, like directly. Like you can't get near the man because you're that repulsed by him. Please give him the feedback of how to change. All the rest of the shit, maybe be quiet and the marriage will go better. But anyway, this is an aside. So the point here is, if a woman is constantly making making snide and cutting remarks to the man. And I don't care. I'm sure he I'm sure he deserves all of this feedback. Like let's just say he does. Let's just say he's lazy and selfish and whatever. But 
if you still want to fuck him, right? Let's think about it logically. There's a there's something in you that's upset that he doesn't want to have sex. So you must not think he's entirely horrible. So then possibly don't focus on all of the ways in which he disappoints you constantly and you're going to have better luck at potentially having him have sex with you, which he may want to do anyway. So, you know, he he may still be thinking about you, but it's just an earlier vision of you when he is aroused. It's the vision of you, not when your boobs look different before kids, but when you are nicer. So being nice is a good way to check if it is just, in fact, this emotional component that is making your husband not want to have sex. If you are nicer and then he does want to have sex, well, then we just ran a very effective single case design experiment. Uh, What's another one? Anxiety, crushing anxiety. This is behind a lot of divorces, the few that men initiate. I say the few, I mean, I'm sure they initiate loads, but I mean the, the proportion, they initiate fewer than women do. So anxiety, it's real hard to get turned on by a woman who is in an anxious spiral. And it's uh, because the anxiety, and I just spoke about this in the anxiety podcast that I just did, um, of people that don't admit that they're anxious, which is a large proportion of the women that are in this situation that are like, oh my God, why won't my husband have sex with me? Oh my God, the world's going to end. Oh my God, the kid doesn't have the right shirt. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Well, these are the wrong kind of oh my gods. You know, these are not the sexy ones and the throws of passion. So if everything is a huge fucking panic attack, literally, then no, your husband is not going to view you as a woman that he wants to have sex with. Why? Because he views you as barely holding on to your sanity. And he's like kind of terrified of you because there's always a tremendous problem. You could go into a panic at any moment about anything. And also men, you know, Imago theory now from listening to me and uh, Imago theory indicates that somebody found somebody like their caregiver And the fantasy is to change the person. So I see this happen all the time with men who marry anxious women. Their mothers were anxious. And then in the beginning stages, the woman was anxious enough for him to recognize it with his spidey sense. But she was letting him do all kinds of cool things. And so he had this, you know, whether it was sexual or whether it was travel or whether it was talking about new ideas or whether it was just eating different types of cuisine, he really felt like, oh my God, his subconscious was like, jackpot, we found somebody who's anxious like mommy, but she loves me so much that she's letting me change her into somebody more open-minded. Well, then come children and you get even crazier than his mother was. And the anxiety is untreated and he is, nobody wants to have sex with their mother. I mean, that is where I deviate from Freud. So, you know, then he no longer wants to have sex because a man coupled with a very anxious woman usually feels like she is trying to act like his mommy because she's extremely anxious. She's very kind of, um, she's, she's, she's very closed and insular and anxiety makes people instead of open-minded and ready to kind of explore the world, they're very closed and cut off and constricted and this is not sexually appealing. The next thing, of course, is related to that is the control. This one even is talked about in The Surrendered Wife, the book that I say everybody should read even if you don't like the title because you're not surrendering to the man, you're surrendering to the fact that you can't be in control of everything. And if that sounds even more upsetting than surrendering to the man, then this is exactly the book for you. So the point being, um, control and a woman being controlling, this is the real boner killer because this really, you don't have to do 
any fancy subconscious machinations. This directly seems like your mommy. Your mommy is telling you what to do. Unless you're one of the guys who gets off on that, you're not going to get off on that. So the control issue when a man feels controlled and micromanaged and infantilized, this the sex usually goes away. And is this, um, is this all the time? Can some men persevere and have sex with the women? Sure, especially when these uh, traits only come out sometimes and they are not all the time. But when men feel like these are all the time and that coming home is coming into an atmosphere of crazy where the woman dislikes them, looks down on them, it constantly gives them negative uh, monologues about all the bad things that are going to happen and on top of it doesn't bear barely let them move in one direction or the other without micromanaging them, well, usually there's not a lot of sex. And if you look at it the other way, it's bi-directional. Because if you keep up the sex life and you keep up the... Um, the, the, the romantic emotional closeness, many women do not deviate this far off track. It's, it's really true, you know, because an unhappy marriage makes everybody their worst self and all of their underlying uh, psychologically uh, dysfunctional shit comes out in spades. So it, it's very bi-directional because many women will say, they won't agree maybe with the full characterization, but they'll say, all right, so maybe I could be difficult, maybe I could be anxious, but you know, if you were trying to like swoop in here and be romantic, if you were trying to be empathic, and then of course we started with the chores, if you were doing half the chores, which many men, I'm, as I've said, ad nauseum, most men I see do half the chores, but either way, more than half the chores, all the chores, you know, then I wouldn't be so unhappy. And of course, nothing is one direction. Of course, this is a bi-directional thing. So that's accurate. But, but what we're trying to do here. And, and what I say by that's accurate is, yes, if the man was a perfect man, then and he was uh, staying in his honeymoon type of stage self and he was Mr. Wonderful, then it would be less likely that she would be so upset all the time. Yes. Also, she herself has tendencies in these directions, whichever ones are applicable um, to your individual situation. And so it, your tendencies to be anxious don't come from your husband. Your tendencies to be anxious come from a genetic history of anxiety and being raised by the parents that raised you who are anxious. And so no husband makes a wife anxious. That's not uh, true. You don't get an anxiety. You don't get generalized anxiety from being partnered with a selfish guy. I mean, this just doesn't happen. Um, but you can, you can try to tell yourself that because you start to think, why is it that I am so different now? Oh, it must be because of him. But then you, it isn't. I mean, it is because he is the person you're monogamously partnered to and he may have his own issues. But in reality, the honeymoon stage faded. There was a bunch of stressors involving probably having kids and, uh, your natural tendencies came out. And same thing with being controlling, et cetera, et cetera. Things are very bi-directional. There is no person that causes another person's personality. <laughs> I mean, you can amplify aspects of it, but no personality of a spouse is wholly created by the other person. He is not, or she is not God. Nobody can create a personality in you. That is your inherent tendency. It can be exacerbated or it can be minimized by the actions of the spouse, but the spouse cannot create it out of whole cloth. And this needs to be um, more widely understood because then I wouldn't have uh, so many people write in or, or come in and say basically everything's my spouse's fault because it's never all your spouse's fault. But 
getting back to the issue at hand, if you feel like this is relevant to you and that the sex has gone away, you've had your husband tested his testosterone or maybe he refuses, but he seems all right. He seems like he's fairly active. He's at least active when it doesn't come to the shit that you want him to do. Uh, He doesn't seem classically depressed. He's... um, You know, you may even know that he's masturbating a lot, despite me saying that nobody should be masturbating in a sex life that's not good. He still may be, which gives you a clue that he still does have a sex drive. Um, You may even see him look at you, but he's, you know, like with uh, desire, but yet he does not initiate sex ever, and nor does he seem to want it. And when you say to him that this is the worst thing and that on top of everything and being a schlub and a disappointment in every other arena, he doesn't initiate sex either, well, <laughs> I mean, you know, that, that that's maybe why. It may, it may be the delivery. So think about this and if it applies to your situation, you know. And this, of course, isn't every woman and every man. And I've given you, we started with a million other reasons that the dude could not be having sex with you. But if you've gone through those, you know, and... And the relationship sounds like the one that I'm describing now, then perhaps it's time to say, oh, maybe it is the dynamic and the dynamic is emasculating. This is a real, real thing, you know, and, and or we don't even have to say emasculating if that does not appeal to people because it says masculine in it or what have you. It can just be a really, really... Uh, desexualizing for somebody of any gender to be repeatedly, um, you know, uh, berated is a strong term, but either just just not really treated nicely by the other person. Not that the uh, not that the husband's a perfect person, and I'm sure he snipes back. But still, we're trying to understand one one construct, and the construct is: is there a link between how our relationship is doing and the fact that my husband doesn't want sex? Yeah. Yeah, of course, of course there is, of course there is. His dick does not, it, it's not like a whole foreign entity. It is related to the rest of him. You know, if his brain is unhappy, then, you know, it's not like he's he's feeling very sexual. So think about it. Think about whether it's relevant. And this is exactly the sort of reason that people come into couples counseling. Because, and oh, and then, of course, a very smart question would be, um, is this fixable? Yeah. It's fixable. <laughs> not a lot of things are completely not fixable. Is your husband uh, in the dynamic that I described? Is it ever going to get to um, some sort of romance novel, complete transformation, where he is this alpha male that rides in on a horse, and you are like this, you know, uh, woman who is swept off your feet, and then you have amazing sex? Somehow the children are deaf in the other room. Uh, no, maybe not, but certainly, like, if a man is happier, he is going to be more sexual. Probably, unless, of course, there is a larger main effect from the other variables that I described, such as low testosterone, depression, sexual abuse history, learning that sex is bad in your family of origin, etc. Okay, so that is uh, the, the overall summary. And it's amazing how many people don't really think this and how many women think that their husband is bullshitting them when he says, maybe if I was happier, we would have more sex. And it's true, because when couples get happier, they frequently have more sex. And um, so the sex drive actually goes up when the man is feeling more dopamine and serotonin and what have you. Uh, you know, the serotonin hypothesis was just debunked, but there's various issues on both sides of that 
that's a real tangent. <laughs> um, and, and so this podcast is more to say, yes, men are people. Yes, their sex drive uh, responds to how they think things are going. Yes, if you hurt their feelings, they don't want to have sex. These things should not have to be said. But in this culture where men are expected to just run around with a heart on for everything, this is not reality. And it's certainly not reality within a long-term relationship over time. All right, hope you got something out of this. Please do subscribe and I'll talk to you all soon.